How's it going? How's it going? And welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Josh Duvall, and I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Noah Tyree. And today we're going to get in a little bit of an NFL draft recap for you. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at FTS Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at FTS Pod as well. If you got comments, questions, concerns, want to give us your opinion on the picks during the draft, you can email us at the FTSPod at gmail.com. And we got this thing up there called a website you can visit at FTSPod.com. That is FTSPOD.com if you can't spell. Yep, let's get into some NBA, uh, not NBA, I'm dumb, that's not happening yet. NFL draft, uh, football we're talking about. NFL, love it. And yeah, let's, re- let's recap it a little bit. Let's, let's get into the nitty gritty of things. And uh, by no one's, to no one's surprise, voted quarterback, or actually to, like a lot of people's surprise, three quarterbacks taken, first three picks, first three picks. Was the second best quarterback taken in those top three picks though? No, he was not. That's what I was about to say. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't know. So the second best quarterback was not taken in the top three. Who was? Correct. Who would that be to you all? Mr. Justin Fields. Fields. Mr. Fields. Going 11th overall. Okay. Who does know? Isn't I think the the second best quarterback in the draft was. I mean, I can't argue with the fact that you said Fields, but I mean, I just ah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Zach Wilson was all right. Really. But I guess that's not a unanimous thing. Never is with us anymore. But I my thing with the Jets getting Zach Wilson, they're just literally gonna have Sam Darnold two point What? They're just literally gonna have Sam Darnold two point Darnold wishes he was as athletic as Wilson. He also wishes he threw as little interceptions as Zach Wilson. Indeed. <laughs> Zach Wilson knows what uh, what jersey he, he should be throwing to, at least. Props to him. He also knows how to get down and not <laughs> and not take awkward hits. <laughs> Zach Wilson can, can probably count the appropriate number of players on the field. You know, no ghosts or demons or spirits or none of that. I mean, it is the Jets stadium. That place is haunted. It's been haunted by mediocrity for years. I don't know. I think Zach Wilson might end up being better, but I feel like it's just going to be a similar situation. I don't think it's going to change any. I mean, you got a quarterback whose strongest capability is throwing the ball. I mean, as any quarterback should have the strongest capability of throwing. Uh, listen, uh, <laughs> dang, buddy. I, yeah, okay, okay. We're not going to have a quarterback who can't throw the ball. No shit. We know that. <laughs> it's okay. Look at me. Look, if, you, if For those who can't see me, my hand is all the way up here. This is where throwing the football is for Zach Wilson. And then in the middle right here, this is where running the ball is. The Jets don't need that. They needed somebody who can, who's a little more mobile because we know how the Jets are. They're offensive line. They suck. <laughs> Yeah, Devin, thoughts, comments, concerns? I mean, I think Zach Wilson has uh, has more um, more raw arm talent than Sam Darnold. Um, and, you know, I think Sam Darnold still, you know, has uh, has some room to grow. He's only like 23. Um, so I think they gave up on him a little bit too early. But I can understand, um, you know, the reason they wanted to move on. I just think, you know, it's unfortunate that they decided to win two games last season. They couldn't even get Trevor Lawrence correctly. Um, so they have to settle for Zach Wilson. And, you know, 
Zach Wilson is perfectly capable of developing into a great NFL quarterback. I think he has the ceiling that you're looking for when you're spending the number two overall pick in the draft on a quarterback. But I, I, I'm not, I'm not convinced that you know he's the franchise quarterback savior that they're going to need. So, you know, they did, they, they were able to, you know, help him out drafting some other offensive weapons uh, early on in the draft. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, their offensive line is solid and you know he'll have adequate protection. But I'm still not convinced that the Jets are going to be a contender anytime soon. Well, I'm not saying they're going to be a contender, but I'm saying Zach Wilson's going to make them better, at least. Do more than just win two games. I'd say they win maybe one more game. One or two more. What? What? This upcoming season? You think they're going to win like three or four games? Uh, man, probably max, yeah. I will definitely be taking the over on that one. Indeed. Okay, what does that They're look? Offensive, their offensive line isn't as bad as it was. They addressed that this year. Makai Becton is a very good tackle, so I don't. I feel like he'll have more protection than Darnold ever had, and I'll give him time to actually throw the ball and do what he's there to do. Now, right, Chad, what do you think? This team was terrible last year. They're going to be terrible again next year. Uh, I don't. I think they win more than two games. I but I think like four or five is probably their ceiling. Yeah. But like you know, winning two or three games wouldn't shock me. But I do think they win. You know, at least or a, a maximum of five. They're not going five hundred. No, no chance. I don't know where you all think they're going. It'll probably be like you know six and eleven. Probably be what I would predict. I mean, they, they also they also improved at the coaching head coaching position. They no longer have Adam Gase and his terrible, abysmal <laughs> coaching exactly. off style uh, yeah. running the show. So they'll they'll have Robert Sala at the helm uh, first year. I think that'll help their defense. Um, and since you know they address the defense with the head coaching position and they address the offense with the draft, um, I definitely think you know they could be heading in the right direction. So I give me more than four or five wins. I'd say six yeah. or seven is looking likely. Salah is not a bad coach either, so they're definitely in better hands. Oh, yeah, Adam Gase is probably the worst coach of all time. (laughs) Completely terrible. (laughs) Actually garbage. All right, let's talk about uh, pick three here, Trey Lance. Um, Is that what you guys were expecting from the 49ers? No, but I did win my bet from that. Yeah, because you had – yeah, because it was Mac Jones or Trey Lance, right? Who would go first? Mm-hmm, and I, it made me very happy to see it, and I honestly think it might actually work out for him because Trey Lance, even though he only played one full season that I know of, uh, during that season he was rather productive. Granted, it is North Dakota State. You're always taking a big shot, drafting a kid out of a school like that against higher caliber players in the league, but he has the mobility, I feel like, Um Having Jimmy G uh, kind of be that quarterback above him, help him out a little bit, grow a little bit quicker. feel like they actually got a good pick there. See, again, they still didn't take the second-best QB in the draft. No, what makes it even worse is they traded two first-round picks, you know, to get this. So I, I, don't, I don't understand the move, and yeah, I just I don't get it. They're just going to still be mediocre at quarterback. So I don't know what this does for them. I feel like so, they're just putting all of their eggs in one basket. Um, they're banking on the upside of Trey Lance, and 
they'll probably all be fired, uh, GM and Kyle Shanahan, uh, if he doesn't end up working out, because that is quite a quite a haul to move up from 12 to 3 um, to take probably, you know, the most risky quarterback in the draft with the lowest floor and probably the highest ceiling, though. So, you know, it could it could be a home run hit or it could be a complete bust. Uh, either outcome wouldn't shock me at all. So I guess they're just infatuated with the raw skill set and hope that uh, he can develop into Kyle's system. But I, I'm, I I would just, you know, take Justin Fields. But what do I know? Uh, if they kept that pick, well, they probably, or there could have been a chance of them even getting Trey Lance at 12. Yeah, entirely if possible. Nobody, if nobody took a quarterback at three because the next quarterback would have been Justin Fields at 11. So Entirely possible because the Dolphins had that third overall pick and they weren't they weren't going quarterback, so right. right, exactly. They have two. But yeah, I mean I, I like Trey Lance. He's decent. It it doesn't make sense to me either. I really I mean he has upside, you know, if he just if they just tapped into the potential and hopefully they get something, but I I feel like they're banking on a little too much there. Kind of a risky pick that I don't think is gonna be rewarding in the end. Let's get on to the fourth pick now. I'll talk to talk to Noah the the Falcon head here. Um, Kyle Pitts. What do you think there, buddy? <coughs> I'm ecstatic. I wanted him or Trey Lance. Or, uh, well, not exactly expecting them to be smart about it, but I also wasn't uh, opposed to trading down. I don't think Kyle Pitts is – we weren't a Kyle Pitts pick away from contending. We need to rebuild. I'm tired of Matt Ryan getting old. I don't know who we're going to get to replace him. Uh, honestly, I would have took Fields, too, at that pick, but I'm completely okay with Pitts. He's a generational talent, to say the least. You can line him up anywhere, anywhere on the line, even put him outside in the receiver, maybe even put him in the slot if you want to be a little OP about it, but uh, I'm completely fine with them. We had a great draft this year. I was very, very happy to see that we had a good enough draft as we did, so I have no issues. Tony Gonzalez 2.0 question mark? Nobody's going to ever be that. There's only one Tony Gonzalez. I mean, I and I'm saying that when I got him on the back end of his career when he came to us. So true, true. Yeah, I think it was a good pick. I mean, I mean, kind of you got a loaded offense now with you know two stud receivers now stud tight end. So I mean, definitely better than Austin Hooper. That's <laughs> when he was playing for us. You're sleeping on you're sleeping on Hooper, buddy. Oh boy, goaded, goaded, stud oh, in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, he is too. He is, but he just didn't fit our system as well as I thought he would have. Ah, uh, he just sucks. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that's what you all think. Uh, I like. I mean, I feel like he. I feel like you had to take the pick here. Uh, he's the best non-quarterback prospect in the draft. Just seems like a bit of a luxury pick that I'm not sure the Falcons could afford. Yep. Especially especially when they already have, you know, terrific uh, perimeter options with Ridley and Julio. Um, he will ca- cause defenses a lot of uh, matchup problems. So I understand, yeah, I understand, you know, the infatuation and the reason, like, why they picked him. I, I just don't think that it's actually going to fix anything, any of their problems. Uh, luckily, they were able to address the secondary later on in the draft. But I'm still, I'm still not convinced that you know, this is this is the turning, this is the blue chipper turning point uh, that's gonna make them a winning team again. 
Yeah, I can't say Kyle Pitts is going to keep us from blowing leads. So <laughs> That's never going to happen, buddy. I'm aware. So that's what Atlanta is known for. Yep. <laughs> I was getting on. I just okay. I was getting on this bit because I I was just probably like the most excited I was during the draft when uh, they got him. But the Bengals got Jamar Chase. I'm all for it. I understand why they did it to put him back with Burrow, but they need they need that offensive line of help. I mean, they did address it in the later rounds, but I would have got Sewell. I wouldn't have went. I just don't think Sewell is worth a fifth pick. Like, I feel like I could get a guy in the second or third round just as capable. Yeah. I don't know. He was the best tackle of in the draft, so I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know, uh, I mean, I'm, I don't I'm, know I'm that I agree with that. Either. Yeah. Really? Really. <sighs> Sean Slater's pretty good, man. I don't know. I think Penesul is vastly overrated. Are you saying that because the Lions got him? And you didn't I mean, want that? I, I, I clearly did not want that, and uh, but I, I don't, you know, like if you're gonna spend a top five, top ten pick on an offensive lineman, I feel like they have to be like a can't miss. You know, they're gonna be in the league for ten plus years, uh, blocking the blind side of your franchise quarterback. Like, and I just don't feel that confident in Penesul. I feel like you know he could be slotted as a guard if he doesn't work out as a tackle so if you're spending your top seven like your seventh overall pick on a player that might end up being a good left tackle i i'd, I'd rather take you know a risk on something uh something more important i also think Krishan Slater is just a better prospect but i mean you know the then the Bengals get an offensive tackle like yeah they took jackson carmen who was the the clemson offensive tackle so in the yeah, so, I mean they got they got a they got something there. Oh, Chad, what do you think? Hey, they got Joe Burrow's former teammates. That's why I love it. They they already have chemistry. They know how to play together. So play he plus he's the best wide receiver in my opinion in the draft. Why not? You don't think the Vontae's better option? Nah, nah. Okay. I just think Mar Chase is a little more physically gifted and has just has more potential. I think he has a higher ceiling. Oh, he's definitely better or physically gifted. That's no brainer. But I don't know if Devontae Smith can do what he does at the size he is right now. Get him, get him up a little bit in size. He might actually be better. I don't know. But that's that's just how he's going to treat his body. Ultimately, I don't know. I think Devin likes uh, Jalen Waddle better than Devontae Smith. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Jaylen. Waddle plays. Devontae Smith doesn't win Heisman. So. Yeah, Waddle's also more uh, more of a prototypical NFL wide receiver. Uh, I definitely think you know Devonta Smith will be more of a he'll be more of a creative offensive weapon. But I don't think you know he's a prototypical you know outside wide receiver one. It's going to be able to beat the best corners in the league. Um, so yeah, I think it's just a difference in um, kind of what you need, what role you need filled as a as a perimeter weapon, but. I'm happy the Dolphins made the right pick and took Waddle over Devonta. Well, I know something you're not happy about. Panay Sewell going to the Lions. I want to. I want to hear your rundown there. Hang on, wait. I just. I just would like to say uh, the message that Devin sent when this happened. Um, blank <laughs> the Lions, stupid ass front office and organization, gonna be a bottom feeder forever. 
Correct. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. We're not. I'm not wrong. I literally can't. Hey, it's better than taking another running back. Fair enough. Fair enough. We definitely did not need that. You know. You know the the. Thing that the thing we we did draft a running back by the way Josh just throwing that out there, um, uh round seven but nonetheless you know you know the thing that the thing that doesn't make sense to me is you you have the seventh overall pick you had Matthew Stafford your team was not good you did not win very many games last year and you had Matthew Stafford so now you trade you acquire Jared Goff you lose your two best wide receivers. In a loaded wide receiver draft, and you go offensive tackle. Cool. Okay, good one. Uh, I guess we got to protect Jared Goff because, uh, you know, he's the he's the franchise quarterback of the future. They're paying him a lot of money. So I don't know why they didn't just trade down. The fact the fact that uh, Brad Holmes, you know, I saw I saw a thing on Instagram where he was excited that they got Panay Sewell. They couldn't believe that Panay Sewell fell to seven. What? Absolutely ridiculous. You know what the Vikings did? The Vikings said, you know, we want Christian Derisov. We want to get our franchise left tackle. But we can just trade down and still get him at 23. We don't have to take him at 14. He'll be there at 23. The Vikings acquired extra assets, still got their offensive tackle. There are still three offensive tackles and an offensive guard on the board when the Lions picked. I don't know why they didn't trade down. You're telling me that you're telling me that the Giants you're telling me that the Giants weren't interested in trading up. You're telling me that the Eagles weren't interested in trading up. They, oh, you're telling me that the Bears weren't interested in trading up. The Bears, all, all these teams traded up. Why are the Lions not the team trading down and getting extra assets? They're not going to be competitive for years, and Panay Sewell is definitely not turning the franchise around. So, I think you just trade down, acquire the extra assets. You can get Christian Darrisaw. He'd be there at 23. So if you trade <laughs> down to 20th, you still get a great offensive tackle who might be better than Panay Sewell. But instead, nah. Why take extra value? Why take extra draft capital? I mean, just get Panay Sewell and just stick him at left tackle, and maybe he flames out. Who knows? Luke Jokel, 2.0. In the words of Devin, Lions trade, though. Please, please, please trade. Why is the pick in? There should be a trade. I'm going to vomit. That's that's blank disgusting. <laughs> Am I wrong? Look, 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 the Giants got an extra first-round pick, and they moved down nine spots. What? It's it's not hard. You could literally take like you could take anything. Anything at this point would be great. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. The, the 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 Lions barely the Lions barely did anything to acquire future assets. And if they think that they're going to be competitive within the next one or two years, like you know somebody like the Bengals, the Bengals will be competitive in a couple years. The Jets will be competitive in a couple years. They're they're on the right track record. They have a franchise quarterback. They're addressing their offensive needs. They'll develop the defense. I'm confident in those opinions. The Lions, they're on a they're on a they're on a path to absolutely nowhere. Uh, I'm just gonna go over the Lions draft. Uh, Tanay Sewell. Le- I'm not even gonna try and pronounce this guy's name. I'm not gonna butcher it. Just know his name's Levi. Just know, just know that they addressed uh, defensive tackle in the second round. Yep, yep. And the only they didn't trade down either. They you... didn't trade down either. Just they didn't trade down in the second <laughs> round either. Why would we do that? <laughs> Levi on on Wuzuski. I don't know. However you say his name, he's going to be a franchise. He's going to be the next Aaron Donald. And we got him at forty one. I'm high, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Then you have Aline McNeil, a feet. 
Afidu Melifonwu. Favorite pick of the draft. Favorite pick of the draft. And Amon Ross St. Brown. We waited. Derek we waited till we waited till round four to address wide receiver. <laughs> this this and one's easy, Noah. This one's easy. Derek Barnes and Jamar Jefferson to round out the Lions. A we definitely we needed another Oregon running State. back. We needed. We didn't need a wide receiver. We needed another running back. Let's go. Right, we're gonna be running the ball every single play. I guess that's why we traded for Jared Goff because we're like, ah, we don't need him to throw the ball. We just need him to run play uh, hand handoffs. He's just gonna turn around, give it to Jamar Jefferson because he's gonna be the star rookie back. Who's DeAndre Swift? Ah, no, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, you get a big breath there, bud. I I, yeah. I I I just feel bad for Dan Campbell. He's gonna have the worst the man the worst the most incompetent team put together I have ever seen. And Brad Holmes thinks he did a good job. That's the funny part. That's the funny part. These people are so <laughs> delusional that they think they did a good job. They don't think, ah, oh, I butchered that one. Ah, oh, we should have made that move. Ah, oh, Christian Derisaw was available at 23. We should have traded down. Ah, oh, we should have not traded to taking a defensive tackle that's, you know, might be good. We should have just traded down, acquired an extra third or fourth round pick. So many teams traded down at the beginning of the second round. There were like four or five trades. Like, like the Broncos traded up to draft a running back. Take advantage of these incompetent front offices that don't know what they're doing. But instead of being one, it's like rooting for the Kings. Like, oh god, Sacramento Queens. Watch, watch Bogdanovich walk away. Yeah, I don't know, man. Them talking about the Lions is just like one of those monkey toys with the symbols that you wind up <laughs> keep going and going and going. <laughs> But yeah, it's broken, so it just never stops. Our two biggest needs, wide receiver and linebacker, and we didn't address it until round four, and we took one at each position. But we, right. got, we got a fourth-string running back. Nice, guys. Nice. Drink a cup right, of water. Well, you need a hug. Considering we've talked about my team, we've talked about Devin's team, let's hear from the Packers overview. I mean, What, I mean, what did you all think of it? Aaron Rodgers watched once out, and quite frankly, I don't blame him at this point. They they refuse they refuse to compensate him with good talent around him on offense, aside from Devontae Adams. And they just you know they just keep drafting defensive players. They won't get him any good players in the first round. The last time they drafted an offensive player was like. 2012 or something. I, uh, I they drafted Jordan what Love. What do you mean? They got a quarterback. Uh, no, no, we don't count that. We don't count that. Yeah. That's disgusting. Well, we got a uh, center in the second round. And then you did address the receiver issue in the in the third round. Uh, uh, Rogers, wide receiver out of Clemson. So, I mean, you gave him somebody. Yes, but when Elijah Moore is right there, we take Elijah Moore. Not <laughs> Agreed. That is agreed. Not another cornerback. I got I, I don't know. You know the yeah, funny yeah. thing. That, the funny thing to me was, out of all of the thirty-two players that were selected in the first round, the Packers made probably the worst selection out of those uh, out of those thirty-two. I would say the Alex Weatherwood and the Raiders is probably second, but I think Eric Stokes is probably what like he was probably like the eighth best cornerback in the draft. And right. he got he taken was, like what fourth, third, third like, over, overall. He was like ranked like a hundred and like forty, hundred fifty something. Like yeah, I it was no. Nah, like, Kelvin huh? Joseph would have been better. Um, um, Asante Samuel would have been like. There's so many better cornerbacks. Like if that's the position that they think they need to go, 
why they think they need to go that I will never oh, understand. But Russ no, Ball hey, thinks, you know, we need cornerbacks. Who cares about who cares about Aaron Rodgers and wide receivers? I, I, I mean, figured I, out why they took him. Just the, the, the strap. It's a I twisting know. the knife. The twisting answer. the knife. I have the answer. I got the answer right here. Under his player profile, his weakness <laughs> is locating the football, which is typical uh, Green Bay cornerback play. No way. Uh, Kevin King. Well, I mean, you did have to replace Kevin King. That man is absolutely bugged. And they need a cornerback, too, to put next to Jair. So I understood why they took him, but not the cornerback I would have taken. They could have gotten him the next round. Get I Elijah think they Moore. Got him in, like, a couple rounds. Yeah, get Elijah Moore right here, and then get your, uh, get your precious, precious uh, Eric Stokes on later on, okay? Like, I feel like if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm watching the draft. Right then and there, I'm calling... 31 other teams like hey how can i play for you yeah embarrassing embarrassing well yeah let's uh there, there's that let's talk about mac jones for a second fell to 15th and went to the patriots and you know patriots fans the delusional humans they are tom brady 2.0 tom brady tom brady we're gonna post a we're gonna post a shirtless picture of mac jones and a per, per, uh, shirtless picture of tom brady and put them next to each other and say he's nice tom brady but do we know no, there's no chance. No shot. No shot. Big Mac Jones. That's all I want to say. That man, I don't know. He doesn't look in shape to be a quarterback. He just doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He looks like he wouldn't run four yards out of the pocket, much less having to go up 100 and get your team to score. That's not. No. I would have thought he would have felt more. Because you saw you saw his pro day footage. Man can't throw a deep ball if his life depended on it. He just looks out of shape. He doesn't look like he moves good. I let somebody like Aaron Donald or somebody get behind that offensive line and chase him. He's going to look like a sack of meat. Just go straight down. Like that's all that's going to happen. I, I don't agree. What? So I'm pretty sure he already does. I, that's what I'm saying. Like I just – I don't – out of all, I would have took a better chance on another quarterback. I, I would have took Ian Book before I took Mac Jones, honestly. Because at least I know Ian Book uh, is in shape and can actually do something. He wasn't that bad at Notre Dame. So I, I don't know. I would have took anybody else other than Mac Jones. I, if I'm an NFL GM, I let him drop to round two. Uh, unless you, you get him on the L.A. Weight Watchers or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> To get him on some keto, but and don't get me wrong. Like if if you're like a bigger person, yeah, cool, like whatever. But you're an NFL quarterback. It's just that no, if you have the same size of the gut as your offensive lineman, you have a problem. You need to get that fixed. <laughs> I think Noah's being a little bit harsh on the man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You can't the man, be the man, an NFL. The man won the NC. Like he won the title. What? He was terrific. He also had one of the best receiving cores and best offensive ever in collegiate football. Ever. Like, I would hope you win a title with that team. It'd be more embarrassing if you didn't. Exactly. He was throwing to two of the receivers that went both that both went in the top ten. Literally. And now he Quite has, you know, guys. Nelson Aguilar. He's still he still Harry. only threw four interceptions like you. I mean, he's still, like I feel like he's still he was still accurate. He was still, you know, able to protect afford? the football. I don't know. Yeah, I understand. I understand the argument. He had a ter- 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 terrific team around him, but I still think 
still takes some individual talent to make make that team work. That is a fair point. I understand that, but especially after watching his pro day, I just I don't know if he's all that. I don't know. I'm concerned. You could throw Sawyer Smith on the same team, and he would do good. Indeed. <laughs> the amount of people that know who Sawyer Smith is, is almost <laughs> zero. <laughs> but that was a terrific reference. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Backup quarterback for Kentucky. Um, third string. Yeah. Third string. Yeah, yeah. Backup, backup to the backup. Uh, yeah. So do you think Mac Jones, Mac Jones is going to fit with the Patriots if he even plays? I'm pretty sure Belichick said that Cam Newton was going to play, right? Yeah, I give that. About have we seen Have we seen Cam Newton throw a football? It's the most ugly, disgusting thing <laughs> I've ever seen last year. Um, worse than what? His hair. Ah, or his outfits. Both, both, huh. both are pretty, tr- pretty atrocious. I, I mean, I think, I think, yeah. Once we see a couple games of Cam Newton and realize, you know, he's just washed, and it wasn't just COVID last year. We will be seeing Mac Jones early and often. Uh, for uh, what is the over under on the amount of weeks it takes for Mac Jones to start? I'm going to give it four. Over under four. Yep, over under four. That's where I'm placing it. Actually, I'll I'll go I'll go six. I'll go six. I'll give him a benefit. Take under uh-huh. six. Under, yeah, under, under, six. under six. Under six. I'm going under six. I'm giving it four weeks. I'd say five is probably the sweet. Like four or five is probably some sweet spot. Yep. If he doesn't just win the training camp battle uh, right out the gate. <laughs> right. Chad, what about you? Over. 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 Yeah. Chad likes think, watching think, Cam uh, throw one-hoppers, I guess. No, no, I think Cam knows that Mac Jones is after his job, and Bill Belichick is will not hesitate to replace him, so I think Cam Newton's going to play with a chip on his shoulder and actually be good this year. Hot take. Hot take for you. Yeah, that is a steaming hot take. I'm kind of rooting for Cam Newton. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not either, but I'm saying... I wouldn't be surprised by week four that Mac Jones is under center. Right, right, for sure. Um, I do have a question. Who do you all think is going to be the biggest bust and follow that up with the stolen gem of the draft? I mean, the biggest the biggest bust of the draft, you know, relative to draft position, uh, I definitely think was Peyton Turner. I, I think, uh, I'm not sure why the Saints went defensive end. Uh, they already have Cam Jordan, um, and I just don't understand, you know, addressing a position of not need with, um, a subpar prospect at that, even at that position. So feel, it felt like a reach to me and, you know, that and Eric Stokes were both reaches, um, in my opinion, but at least, at least the Packers have a needed cornerback. I don't, the, the, the Saints have no need at defensive end with Cam Jordan and uh, Hendricks. Uh, Hendricks, right? I don't even remember. I'm not in a aficionado uh, of the Saints roster. Uh, that's the white guy that doesn't wear gloves. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Devin already said mine, too. I think Eric Stokes busted the draft. Not, not because, not relative to position, but relative to value. Like, if you have you know, eight to ten cornerbacks that are ranked above the guy you're taking in the first round, you should not be taking that guy. Why on earth would we not take Lasante Samuel? Like anyone, anyone else? Like I mean, this—if you're going to take a cornerback, 
you, you got to take the best, like the best option. Like you can't just like put them in on a, on a spin the wheel, something generator and like spin in and have it randomly land on somebody and then pick that person and see, which seems like what they did. Because when I heard that name, I was like, what on earth are they doing? This is just that. I don't know. It, it makes no sense to me. So yeah, Eric Stokes is probably my, my worst pick and bust. Yep. I'm going to have to agree on that one. Uh, Willie named every reason why I was going to say that too. So I'm just going to second your opinion. Give me a nice retweet. Um, yep, nice retweet with the follow. Mm. Uh, I was going to say Najee Harris. You know, Whoa! I just, yes, yes. I I hate when teams pick running backs in the first round. And, you know, they have Benny Snell. They just drafted him, Benny Snell, a couple years ago. Took over last year and was great for them. I don't understand why they're taking Najee Harris. He's a great player. Uh, probably not even the best running back they could have gotten. I think Travis Etienne is probably better. But, you know, be that as it may. Um, yeah, I just, no thanks. No thanks on the first round running backs. While I do agree with you, like, I think Benny Snell was fully capable of taking on the, the starting role. And I think he'd be a sufficient running back. I... There's just, I just, I just, there's much worse than Najee, Najee Harris. I mean, like, yeah, there's much worse. Okay, okay but fine, Trey Lance. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, back me up. But, but like, they, they, so they were terrible in the run game last year, and they were having that they threw the most pass attempts in the league because they felt like they couldn't run the football, and they clearly couldn't run the football <laughs> if you watched. But the reason, the reason they couldn't run the football wasn't because of their running back position, because of their terrible offensive line. Ben Roethlisberger had like the quickest um, release time in the league also. So they were having to do short, quick passing offense because their offensive line could not run block or pass protect. So why are we not addressing the offensive line? We think that we think that drafting the first running back in the draft is the solution. Um, I guess we're still in 1980. My bad. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, who do you all think is the gym? The nice little... Diamond in the rough, so to speak. Uh, my favorite right. pick, my favorite pick in the draft, especially uh, considering value, was uh, Jeremiah Owusu uh, Koromora. The Browns traded up to select him at 52 overall. Uh, he probably should have been a top 20 pick, top 15 pick, uh, second best linebacker in the draft class. And for some reason, teams refused to pick him. I fell all the way to 52. Um, he was terrific. He was terrific at Notre Dame. Um, and he's just, he's just terrific. He's literally, he's literally adequate at everything you need, uh, NFL linebacker to be. He can run cover side out of the sideline. He can, uh, he can pass, uh, uh, pass coverage, um, against, you know, some solid tight ends and he's a great run stuffer. So he has the explosive tools you need and, um, he's not undersized. He has the great, he has a great, you know, body and, uh, tools, um, to develop and transition nicely into the NFL. So when you just go ahead and add that to the, the embarrassment of riches the Browns have at this point, uh, that was my favorite move of the draft. They traded up to get him. I don't know what the other 31 franchises were doing. Um, nobody else was interested in drafting him. <laughs> I honestly thought, you know, he would have been their first round selection. Uh, instead, they went Greg Newsom. But the fact that they still got him in the second round, traded up to get him, terrific, terrific move and my favorite pick of the draft. I have two, and they all came, and they both came in the third round. Uh, either Joseph Osai, uh, the edge rusher out of Texas. Uh, I feel like the Bengals really got a good replacement to Atkins. Granted, Atkins was a defensive tackle, 
Osai has that speed and size to be moved to the tackle spot, I feel like they actually got a good replacement for Gino on that. And the other one was – this one's probably going to hit you all a little hard, but I feel like he could do better than Kirk. Uh, Kellen Mond, quarterback out of the Texas A&M, uh, I feel like he has a huge upside, especially being in Minnesota's offense with Justin Jefferson and Thielen. And uh, he has – he can work behind Cousins, but I, he's one of those other quarterbacks that I think will probably end up taking under center before the end of the season. Uh He's very athletic, very accurate. Got to watch him destroy us at Texas A&M. So I, I really feel like he actually has the upside of being that quarterback that the Minnesota Vikings needs because Kirk Cousins is trash. I'm sorry, he is. And just I feel like they actually got a good spot there. If we can get Kellen Mond to you know actually play and keep me from watching Kirk Cousins every Sunday, I'm all for it. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Yep. Indeed. As far as uh, Steele goes, I mean, I kind of like the Rashawn Slater pick. I feel like that's that's going to be end up end up being very good for the Chargers. Gets uh, get some protection for uh, Justin Herbert. I mean, obviously he did incredible last year. Protect him at all costs, and I I think they got the best offensive tackle. So uh, that's what I'm going to go with. I mean, great for the Chargers. All right, so I guess I'll be the one to say it. Uh, you know, the Bears with Justin Fields. Hello. Hello, we're the Bears franchise. We've never had a quarterback. You just know that Justin Fields is going to be good there. Um, finally, you can finally move on from Mitch Trubisky. And for some reason, we're signing Andy, Andy Dalton in the offseason. Uh, for you know, million at that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they trade up to get him. They got their guy. And for some reason, the, the sorry excuse for a GM uh, for the Bears came out and said Andy Dalton was the starter. Like, what are you doing? Let's. Oh, that's just, that's just Ryan camp. Pace things. That's just Ryan Pace things. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get him in training camp, get him some first-team reps, and get him out there ready for week one. Two quarterbacks went before him that aren't as talented. I think just with that pick there, the Bears won. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode of From the Sidelines. As always, you can check us out on social media. You can find us on Instagram at FTSPod and on Twitter at FTSPod. Uh, you can always check out our website. we got a ton of content on there, some other podcasts. Um, Tyler Bender has his running around the rift for MSI coming up. So feel free to go ahead and check out FTSPod.com. It's FTSPOD.com. And as always, if you want to send us your thoughts on the NFL draft, your feedback, if you think the Lions made a terrible pick and should have traded down as well, feel free to send us an email to the FTSPod at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. Have a good, Bye. Have a good Mother's Day.